Hello, friends. Welcome to the Smile Hard Podcast. Have we forgotten how to talk? What I mean is, has social media and the internet driven us away from the ability to communicate with strangers and friends and family in person like we used to? I'm going to talk about my opinions on this topic and some facts to back it up. Here we go. Before we get into it too far, I just want to say thank you to all of you who listen to my podcast. We just hit over 12,000 people that listen, so um, really big milestone. I just wanted to say thank you. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. Let's get into this. There's a lot of studies behind social media actually making us less social, and in my opinion, I do agree and disagree with a lot of um, people's opinions out there about this topic. To put it simply... I don't think that we have fully forgotten how to communicate. I do think because of social media and because of the ongoing growth in social media, like not just because of social media, but because now that it's not just a tenth of the world doing it, but it's actually a quarter of the world on social media and where we're actually now we're making like the big jump and the big shift to spending most of our time on social media and on our phones and the Internet. Um, I don't think we've fully forgotten how to communicate and actually, you know, have good conversations and more importantly, retain good conversations with strangers. I I do think that there has been a shift um, in the past few years in how we do communicate and how our body language works. Um, You know, it used to be a lot different because you didn't have a computer in your hand. And, And I may sound a little bit arrogant to some of the older people, I guess, uh, talking like this, because I grew up, for the most part, in the world of social media and smartphones. But I'm 24 now. I remember when the first iPhone came out, I was in seventh grade of middle school. So I do remember a lot of life before this. And um, I really feel like we were kind of like the lab rats in that way, where we got to see both sides before and after this transition. And it's coming and it's, you know, we can't stop it. It's the same thing with like, when cars came out, people that rode horses were really upset because now there's cars everywhere and the world changes and you have to adapt or you'll be upset your whole life. So yeah, where your heart is and where your mind is might not be what's coming, but it is important to never be fully set on one lifestyle because you could be so upset with, you know, say social media for 25 years and then you turn 52 and all of a sudden you get a spark to start posting about plants and then you make a plant store and all these things. And now you have a whole different opinion on social media or something, you know, you always got to have a little gap in every topic there is in life because we all go through different stages. You know, our taste buds change. That's a weird analogy, but our taste buds change every 10 years. Right. And we like and hate new things and same things with hobbies and same things with life. So being able to adapt to what's coming is very, very important and useful for a healthy mindset and just a happy life. Because even though we don't like certain things, it happens. Same with like life. Like even though you make a plan, most likely it's going to be impossible to stick to that plan. And being aware of that and acknowledging that it's okay when it doesn't happen is so important. Going back to the topic of today, uh, people used to, you know, if you're on a bus or if you were on the subway in New York, you didn't, no one's like head was staring at their hand and we weren't having like screens lighting up on our faces and we weren't all like so busy in our own world. We, society was different. And if you 
were like shoulder to shoulder with someone, you actually most likely would start a conversation with them or you would, you know, at least say a word, you know, I feel like so much can happen around us now as human beings and we don't even notice like if you have headphones in and you're just scrolling on t- on TikTok and you're walking around a city, a car accident could happen like 30 feet away from you and you would never notice. Like we just live in a crazy time. So yeah, I mean the way we act and the way our body language works now, it's different. And I don't think we've fully forgotten how to be social, but it has, I think, mitigated the socialness of what it used to be. Does that make sense? Did I use that right? I do want to talk about both sides of the story here because I think social media has actually helped my um, ability to conversate and actually just helped me make more friends than I ever would before it in a different way and better relationships in a different way and also worse relationships in a different way. I just think I've probably said this 10 times on my podcast already, but when I first started my company beaten path, I was having conversations with a guy in Africa and he was wearing my shirt with zebras and giraffes and elephants. And that like, that didn't happen before social media. And I'm just some, you know, high schooler clicking on a rectangle. And this dude is sending me photos wearing the product that I made and so happy to be talking with me from 5,000 miles away or whatever it is. And it's just, remarkable it's so cool in that like we don't talk to this day but like that could have spiraled down like a different hole of like hey i have this house and i would love you to come here and visit and you can stay with us and feel free to do whatever you want and blah blah blah. and maybe i would have gone and maybe we would have been best friends and then maybe you know at that time i would have met his sister and we would have gotten married and that's just like it takes you down these different rabbit holes in life and there's different ways to view everything. And I think that if you view it the right way, social media actually is super, super cool and can be beneficial to how you make relationships, how you talk with people, how you conversate. Um, but it's different. Like, like I was saying, it's shifted. It hasn't changed. It hasn't, it hasn't fully blocked us from the ability to do it. I think everyone's different and some people it has, and some people it's made it better. But I think if you shift with it, if you adapt with it, you'll understand and also keep an open mind, like don't fully go diving into it and don't fully, you know, block it away from everything in life. Don't, don't not do it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I think it's shifted and I think that there's a lot of pros and cons with that. Um, in, in my case, I think a little more so pros so far. Okay, I've got some mind blowing facts. Here we go. This is from This is from entrepreneur.com, so I don't know how credible it is. And the writer is Kevin Kamenyar. Um, In 2023, the average person spends two hours and 31 minutes on social media daily. Think about that. Two and a half hours on social media daily every every day. That is 17 and a half hours on social media a week. That is crazy. It also says... um, According to a recent Harvard study, 36% of Americans, including 61% of young adults and 51% of mothers with young children, feel serious loneliness. Most of us choose Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter over playing the guitar, going for a walk with a friend, or belting out some karaoke tunes. And that is so true. Think about 
think about your own life or your friend's life. Maybe you're not like this, but maybe your friends are or your family are, is how many times do they say, like, I want to learn the piano, but I just can't do it. And then they, like, pick up their phone and they're scrolling on social media, doing nothing. Like, there's a difference, too. Two and a half hours on social media, but you're you're being productive. You're, you're communicating with friends. I don't think it's actually necessarily bad if you're sharing content with friends and actually having co- good conversation and you're gaining value that way and you're actually building a better relationship. But if you're mindlessly scrolling, which we all do, it can be detrimental on your mental health. It can be bad. You know, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and that's where a lot of the bad stereotypes about mental health comes into play. And I think like, it's hard to kick that. It's literally like a drug. And when we are, I think when we're like 50, 60 years old, us that are like twenties right now or around twenties, when we get older, I think we're going to be able to like figure out that this was like the cigarette of our generation, like how bad it actually was for us. But if you can view it in a different way and use it for different purposes, I think it can actually be very, very beneficial. The article goes on to say, the problem with social media is that it can create an illusion of social connection that is not necessarily accurate. We may have many followers or friends on social media, but how many of those connections are truly meaningful? Many people... Many people may feel like they are part of a large community online, but this can mask the fact that they do not have close personal relationships in their offline lives. Research has shown that people who spend more time on social media tend to have fewer closer relationships and lower levels of social support than those who spend less time on these platforms. And I would agree with that 100%. Like if you, I don't know, I, I think you can still have a decent amount of friends in real life and a decent amount of followers. I think... I, I, I not think I do feel that I have really good relationships on and offline and I'm very grateful to have met the people that I've met on and offline. Um, and it's hard to get there, but I think that's super important. Like if you're focused on growing social media and you, you know, for some reason it's like depressing and you're not actually fulfilling that social side of you, but yet you feel like this, like something's just missing and you're trying to, you're trying to build it. But reflect on that. See if you see if you have not hung out with friends in person as much as you used to, or if you're lacking that in some regard. Like, make sure you're fulfilling both sides of that need of socialness. I guess um, it's very important, and I I agree with most of this article. It says sixty four percent of Americans say social media has a mostly a negative effect on how things are going in the U.S. today, which I I would have guessed it would be like 80% of people would feel this way, to be completely honest. I feel personally that the biggest issue with social media is um, making sure like our posts and our lives seem perfect when they're actually not. And I think we are getting out of that. I think you've, you can notice like some of the biggest celebrities are actually just posting real and raw content. Chris Pratt the other day posted a picture of his pinky toe. Like it's, it's a different world. We're getting, we're getting into a better funk Cause I think we all have realized like, Hey, it's, it's actually really bad for us to do that. Um, because none of our lives are like that in pre-social media. Like we weren't just like, we weren't just always the best form of us everywhere we went, you know? And, and you couldn't be that way because you were real and raw and it was right there in person and people, determined who you are based on the impact you left on them based on the conversation you had with them or what you were doing in their you know 
view site, their experience of you. Um, I, I think that that's definitely bad. And if you can, I, th- I think it's actually like, like the algorithm is shifted to, if you do post raw content, like you picking your nose will actually do better than a picture of, you know, you posing in the mirror. Like it, we are getting to this really cool form of social media. And I think it's taken a long time to get there, but I think we are getting there and we, we are there. I've noticed it a lot. What's also kind of rough and a rough topic because it's a very opinionated and everyone views it differently. But I think that social media can lead to like envy and jealousy. And, and especially I used to feel this way about Snapchat when I was younger, because it just felt like everyone was, was only posting their highest moments with their friends. And it felt like at the time that they were posting it just to make others feel bad or left out and not actually having a good time in that moment. Not everyone, but that's what it felt like to me at the time. I think we've gotten out of that. Um, sorry about my nose. I'm like really stuffed up right now, I guess. Um, but like, I, I, we're getting out of that stage and if you can acknowledge that it's really good and just be aware of what's going on it's really good um, a lot of people just like need that little shift of awareness um, more so than actually the shift of the, the content that's being posted because if you can just be aware of what's going on I think you can view it very differently and it'll have a better impact on your mental health with social media um, but I totally get how it could make you feel jealous or envious of someone because, you know, we're scrolling and we're seeing their life and we're seeing their good moments and they got to travel around the world for the last two years and you had to work somewhere or you felt like you need to work somewhere because of how you were raised or where you live or, you know, like it's, it's a rough topic and we all go through things or maybe your grandma's sick and you're, you're nursing her back to health and you, just have this morality uh, thing going on with that. Like you feel like you need to be there, but it's hard not to feel jealous when your best friend traveled around the world or whatever's happening on the little rectangle that we're looking at every night before bed. Something our friend back in St. Augustine, her name's Hannah. I'm not going to say her last name. Um, I don't know if she'll be listening to this, but she said this and I just never thought about it, but I think it's so crazy. So shout out to Hannah for this. We all go home and we all watch the same 25 to 100 videos a night and we go to bed. But we don't talk about it. We don't talk to anyone. We don't conversate with each other. We, we just go home, lay on the bed, scroll, see the same videos. We're all watching probably the same video and then we go to bed and we don't acknowledge that, that we're doing that. Like that's so weird. It also gives us like this sense of um, it almost brings us together in a weird way because like then trends happen and we get to, as a society, you know, experience these trends together and like, like new things happen because of it, the ice bucket challenge and all the, like, you know, the cinnamon challenge and it's weird what happens. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's a weird topic, but it's just a weird thing to wrap my mind around. And I, I just never have heard that before. We all just go home and watch the same 20 videos and go to bed. It's so true. And it's so strange, but I mean, that's where we're at as a society. Here's my tiny challenge for you this week. I played the victim card here. Like when my friends send me a lot of videos, I feel weird and I don't like to watch them, but it is actually an attempt to um, connect with a friend. You know, like they're actually reaching out to you. They thought you would find value or think this is entertaining. And so they sent it to you 
and you maybe aren't responding to them or you're letting like a bunch of posts being sent to you and you just are so fed up with it, blah, blah, blah. First off, tell them that before just ghosting them. Just say like, hey, send me two posts a day instead of 20. Um, but like my challenge is to send them posts back and react to their posts if you're not doing that already because that's the attempt on the digital world to actually connect with you. You know, they're, they're trying in a weird form even if they don't notice it or if you don't notice it. That is like an, that's an attempt. That's, that's conversating. That's more healthy than scrolling and not sending anything to anyone. So that's kind of what social media is for is to connect with people, message people, try and use it in that regard. If you're not already, if you do send videos to people, my challenge for you is to, uh, send a little less and, you know, send them a text instead, instead of the social media chat or to give them a call or to do something with them in person that week. Um, if you don't normally do it with them, I just had a really good phone call with a buddy for the past two hours today and it was really good. We never really talk. Um, so it's just really good to connect with people. And if, yeah, if you don't feel that connection is happening through social media, try it, try it through a different route, like real life or the phone. We're shifting. The times are changing and we have to shift with them. It's what we have to do. That is how we progress as humans. That's how we progress as a society. Um, and whether or not you think it's progression, it, it is in a certain way. And I don't think it's progression in the way that I want it to be, but it's progression, um, in many other ways. Anyways, those of you who listen to the smile hard podcast know that I answer a few questions on my episodes every week that you send me on social media. So let's dive right into some of those. Okay, first question comes from Jeremy on Twitter. This question is really interesting, and it's going to be really hard for me to answer. Um, the question is, if you could travel back in time, what decade would you choose to live in? That's a super good question. That's a really complicated question because I just, I don't know enough about each decade. There's so much racism and, you know, segregation and, you know, there's there's bad stuff going on. So I, I don't know, like, where exactly I would pick and also like you know not to mention war or other things if i had to pick if i had to pick anything than now other than now probably be born in the 50s ish so i could experience some of the beatles and all that and grow up and not have as much of the bad stuff as there used to be but you know you're still like experiencing so many good things and it's just it seems like a good time but if i had to pick any i think now like i i don't want to pick something and, and, you know, go in blind because I, I don't know enough about any of the other decades that were going on, to be completely honest. And I don't want to, I wouldn't want to regret it. Like, would I be stuck there? Or could I come back? Like, if I could come back, then I would pick other decades, maybe way, way back then. Um, or times were a lot simpler, you know, that's where I wish I was. But everything's got its complications. And I, I think I would pick right now, to be completely honest. Can I answer that? Is that a, is that a good answer? <laughs> Thanks for the question, Jeremy. That's a great question. Okay, one more question. This question comes from Katie. Katie asked me, I'm trying to live a more purposeful life. Do you have a routine when you wake up? Um, great question, Katie. Yes, I do. And um, I think we all are, even if we are in that groove of having a great you know, life the past few months or weeks or days, we're all still trying to advance our lifestyle and just live a full purposeful life and just be as happy as possible. So I'll share exactly what I do. So um, at least the past three-ish weeks, I've been trying to wake up earlier, um, earlier meaning around 7 to 7.30 a.m. 
and just start my day like get up you know it's not healthy to hit snooze it's actually really bad for your sleep pattern and your health and everything so I've been trying to get up right away right when I hear my alarm or if I get up before it and then I always take a shower in the morning I don't really shower at night um, sometimes I do but most of the time I shower in the morning and to me that's like a it's it's like more of a routine thing than um, like cleanliness pattern because technically you, you'd probably want to you know shower at night for ooh, I had a voice crack um, but yeah you'd probably want to shower at night if you were trying to be as clean as possible um, so it's just a it's just a pattern for me and I get to um, I do a little uh, gratefulness prayer type of thing uh, it's not necessarily a prayer but it's very similar to a prayer so I just um, remind myself who and what and everything I'm grateful for throughout the day throughout the week and I'm just wishing my friends and family the best of the best like good health and good days um, but it just helps me uh, live a more purpose purposeful life I guess uh, you know like if I am thankful for my shelter and my water my clean water that I have access to then when I get that clean water later on in the day I'm going to be thinking about it in a more positive way and like wow I get to drink this water where other people are you know n not able to in some parts of the world so I do that um I wash myself and then I, I every day for the past like five and a half years I've done 40 push-ups after the shower so the first 20 are diamond push-ups the, uh, the next 10 are regular and then the next 10 are wide um, arm stance push-ups it's just that's like my official like I wake up and if I don't get to go to the gym that day or that week at least I did those push-ups for the day and it also just it just like wakes me up and it's such a routine for me now that if I don't do it it's such a weird thing so I do that, um, I brush my teeth, deodorant, um, my hair products, just a couple things, I throw in a hat and that's what keeps the, the hair back, you know. For the most part, I just kind of brainstorm like while I'm doing those things, I kind of plan my day in my head. I've been trying to get better about like um, writing it on a calendar and scheduling things, but the truth is I'm, I just can't, I, I've been trying, I've Google Calendar apps, the, oh, the app Google Calendar, and then some other apps, but um, it just doesn't work for me, really, to be honest. I, I'd rather write it on my hand for the day, because my I think I just have some crazy ADHD, and I'm just scatterbrained and doing a lot. Um, I think we all are in our own way, but I really have been uh, more so feeling like I have ADHD or something going on where I can't fully focus because I have so many ideas. And it's just not healthy. So I'm trying to get that uh, worked on. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, I plan my day out. I usually, well, I definitely go downstairs and make coffee. Or if I don't make it, um, I go to a coffee shop or I make matcha or something. You know, I I always have caffeine. That's just how I, how I roll. There's a lot of voice cracks today, huh? Um, so caffeine and then I just go about my day. But yeah, the, the morning routine is pretty simple. Um, but trying to keep it wholesome and peaceful, um, trying to wake up early when you wake up at seven, the day is so much longer than waking up at like eight or nine. But, um, yeah, that is basically it. Thank you so much for your question. Okay. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Um, so this year I've been trying to find a vacation every day in life, whether it's taking a walk or climbing a tree or even just going to watch the sunset. 
life feels so much more special that way. It really does. So if you guys can do that, try to find a vacation every day in your life. Try to, you know, make it special to take a walk around your neighborhood or water your plants or just anything. Taking a trip to Starbucks. It's a vacation. It's a great day. It's something special. And a lot of people don't get to do that. So um, yeah, that's been something I've been trying to think about every day. Just, you know, taking a little vacation. (laughs) It means the world to me that you guys are listening to my words and finding value in my podcast. It is awesome. I don't have the words to describe it. Um, You guys rock. If you want to send me any questions for me to answer on the podcast, you can tweet me at smilehardpod. um, And I like to interact with people there if I don't get to do the questions on the podcast. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Smile Hard Podcast.